Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Tuesday, October 25th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, we're a few days away from the start of the World Series between the Astros and Phillies. Uh, plenty to talk about on that front. Uh, wanted to talk first uh, today about what's probably going to be the major talking point of the offseason until something happens on that front. Uh, if If you weren't a huge fan of getting... Aaron Judge home run cut-ins on every program, on every network uh, during his chase for uh, uh, Roger Maris's American League record. I'm sure you won't be a huge fan of Aaron Judge free agency updates uh, every two seconds, every day, uh, being the lead story on every network. Uh, and until Aaron Judge signs and finds out where he's going to play baseball next year, uh, it is the major storyline of the offseason. Or, uh, you know, unless he doesn't go back to New York and then as soon as the New York guys uh, realize he's not going to go there, it's, it's probably, you know, oh, not that big of a deal. Yeah, the uh, I guess uh, his his poor off uh, postseason did not uh, dissuade anyone from uh, jumping on the bandwagon here. Uh, there's just uh, there was a story today that said uh, the uh, Dodgers of all people are interested in uh, in in Judge and uh, <laughs> Joe. I mean, the rich just get richer, man. Yeah, I, that's that's the thing is they would need to you know possibly move some things around. Mookie Betts would be a guy that plays that position who who might uh, have to have some flexibility. Maybe you move Mookie Betts to second base, but. Uh, they do have options with a lot of guys coming off the books uh, this year. The Dodgers do, so yeah, it's a it's a, a possibility that that they would be in the sweepstakes. Uh, a, a personality like Judge uh, going to L.A. Uh, what would what would that uh, what, what, you know you've you've got him playing in the biggest city in the biggest market in baseball right now. Moving him to L.A. would just make him a, a movie star. Yeah, he'd be a uh, Manny Wood too. I think you know that would be uh, it. Would be you know that's that, that's a great place for him. He's a California guy. Uh, you know, uh, I you know if I guess if the Dodgers want him and he wants to go, I mean that's that's kind of the perfect setting for him. You know the you know a, a six eight two hundred eighty two pound uh, home run hitter in in a great ballpark and uh, playing in front of fifty thousand people a night. You. 
it it seems ma- uh, you know made to made, made to order almost. Yeah, but he's not playing in a a tiny little stadium with a short right porch where all you got to do is hit a <laughs> pop out to right and and it adds to your home run total. So there are some disadvantages to it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, they're going to force it down our throats until he decides. Until he uh, until he leaves. What do you think the chances are that he leaves New York? I I, I got to think that they're not all that great. Yeah, I can't see him leaving New York. I I think uh, you know, especially if the Yankees haven't made the World, you know, they didn't make the World Series. You know, it's it's not enough for the Yankees to just make the postseason. They've got to win it all. That's their uh, goal every year. And when they don't, it's a disappointment. And if you pile that on with the loss of judge. I mean, you know, there's going to be some people flying out of that front office or the manager or the manager's going to get fired one way or the other. They've got to get judge back. I, I, I can't see, you know, Brian Cashman letting, letting him get away. I just, I just can't see it happening. Uh, that's, it'll continue to be a, a big talking point in the off season. So we'll, uh, we'll continue to follow it just because, uh, a lot of stuff in free agency is going to fall and, and gonna, is going to follow and, and play off of that, you know, where certain guys end up and and, and how, you know, teams pursue other guys is, is going to be based on where Judge ends up. Uh, as far as the World Series goes, uh, that's set to start on Friday. And there are a lot of, uh, you know, talking points in, in terms of uh, storylines, you know, what to follow, uh, especially for the Astros, this dominant Astros team that hasn't lost in the playoffs yet. Uh, starting with uh, a guy like a Justin Verlander, who who could really, you know, sort of cement his role or his his place in, uh, you know, just the, as one of the pitchers uh, of one of the all time great pitchers, especially with the way that he performs in the in the postseason. I mean, this is a three-time Cy Young winner, probably going to win his fourth this year. Uh, he's He's got an MVP, a Rookie of the Year, uh, and and he's the all-time postseason strikeout leader. Uh, what more is there for, for Justin Verlander to do? Yeah, I think just win the World Series, you know, just help them win a World Series. You know, that's uh, you can never win too many of those as a player. And, you know, he, he's coming off a great start against the Yankees. Um, you know, big season, what he's 36, 37 years old. I mean, came back from Tommy John at an age when, when most guys have it, they retire. And, uh, so he came back and, uh, I think, you know, he is, you know, I don't think people, I don't think he's changed too much at all, Joe, since the days he was with the Tigers. I mean, he might be throwing harder, even harder now than he did before. Yeah, it's something about pitchers when they get to Houston. They, they when they were if they were good before they got to Houston, they become great, uh, even even better as they as they progress uh, through the years, uh, pitching there. Uh, Verlander has has been in the World Series five times. He's already won it twice. Uh, a third uh, World Series ring would uh, you know make him a, a I've got to believe a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, speaking of first ballot Hall of Famers, uh, Dusty Baker uh, looking for, you know, his uh, World Series uh, sort of to, to, to cement his place in World Series uh, lore, I guess, uh, with with this appearance uh, for the uh, Astros. Thinking about the way that uh, Dusty sort of came into his current role with the Astros. Uh, 
uh, on the heels of that cheating scandal uh, and, and to do what he has done with this club. Uh, just got to think uh, a win here would be the sort of the the perfect, uh, you know, ending point for Dusty Baker, I would think. Yeah, that's the only thing I think he hasn't accomplished. Uh, he's, he was a great player. Uh, he's, he's you know, won just about everything else as a manager except the World Series. I, I covered the uh, 2002 World Series when he was managed the Giants <clears throat> against uh, the Angels. There was a seven gamer and, you know, the, they just, you know, they, they kind of, they, they got beat on that in, in that. And uh, he's been trying to get back ever since. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, that's the crowning jewel for him. If he get, he, I think that would, com- like you said, Joe, that would, uh, that would complete his uh, resume as, as a, as a hall of fame manager slash player. And, uh, you know, he, he's done, you know, he really, you know, he's got to be commended for, you know, taking over that Houston club in a time of turmoil and uh, just kind of righted the ship. You know, he took, you know, he was out front, you know, he he had no part in that, you know, he right. took the job and uh, kind of steered that course and, uh, you know, got them out of that. And uh, I mean, they're, they're never going to shake that, the, the, the franchise, but you know, he, he at least he put some distance between the scandal and uh, what they're what they've accomplished this year. Yeah, uh, impeccable character, irreproachable character uh, for Dusty Baker. Uh, you know, he's one of Tito's all time favorite guys. So, um, you know, he, he's got to be a good one if, if Tito thinks that much of him. That 2002 World Series. The only thing I remember from that one is. Uh, Dusty's son Darren almost getting trucked at home plate. So <laughs> JT uh, Snow, right? Or did JT Snow run, pulled him out of the way, right? I think. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. He, yeah, somebody pulled him out. Yeah, of the way. JT he, Snow. He, he almost got uh, you know run over at the plate, which would have been yeah. uh, you know terrifying. Um, the for the Phillies, um, this is sort of the the can can a team buy its way to a uh, a World Series appearance. Uh, you talk. You go back a couple of years. Uh, they they paid the the price. They they brought in Bryce Harper from the Nationals, one of the prized free agents of the what 2019 class, I, I, I believe. Um, and you know they got Zach Wheeler, JT Real Muto, Kyle Schwarber. Uh, this is uh, a team that went out and spent money to build a winner. And you know they didn't necessarily win during the regular season uh, consistently. But uh, now they're in position to to win a World Series after after basically uh, breaking the bank uh, to get there. Yeah, and you know they're they're a team that what fired Joe Girardi you know pretty early in the season, and uh, you know they just kind of turned turned the whole season around, and you know it's kind of a power laden offense. Uh, uh, Reese Hoskins, like you said, Schwarber, Harp, uh, you know Harper. And uh, they've got some decent pitching, and uh, they're just uh, just a, had a really exciting series against uh, San Diego. They're the wild card team, and a wild card team that made it all the way to the post to the World Series. Joe, that's uh, you've got to like that about them. Yeah, it's sort of a you know you don't have to necessarily win your division. You just gotta you just gotta make the postseason and get that chance uh, and. And that's sort of what they've been riding on. They've been riding momentum, uh, sort of like what the Guardians did uh, at the end of the season. Uh, you know, they had the the division locked up early enough, but 
you know, they, they just played so well down the down the stretch that, that carried over into the first few games of the postseason and, and really sustained them. Well, that's really what Philly's been doing. You know, they got hot at the right time and they 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 figured out that they can, you know, just bully teams with uh, their lineup and and the, the, the number of home runs that they can hit. Uh, it, it really is a, a, a contrast in styles between. Uh, you know, maybe the Guardians and the the Phillies, but you know, both were effective in getting them into the postseason this year. Yeah, they hit uh, in in the uh, NLCS two thirty seven uh, as a team, but w- they hit ten home runs and scored twenty five runs in five games, Joe. So that's a you know that's a pretty dangerous offense. Uh, they go four and one against San Diego, and our buddy uh, Ruben Niebla do- doesn't make it. Came, came awfully close. Uh, to get into the World Series, but he didn't. He he, he ended up a little bit short. So uh, hopefully, Ruben has a good winner this year. He was the San Diego's pitching coach, of course. Yeah, Ruben did a great job in in San Diego with uh, you know some of the uh, some of the best starting pitching in in the game with with Blake Snell and you Darvish. Uh, but uh, it was ironically enough the guy that uh, that they picked up from Cleveland that sort of let him down a couple of times in those, those big games in uh, Mike Clevenger, when he was forced into a starting role, he, uh, he didn't necessarily come through for them uh, consistently. Uh, yeah. San Diego will be back. Uh, I'm sure. But, uh, but Philly, you know, Philly pretty much pounded them and, and, and beat them up in that national league world Series, uh, national league championship series. Yeah, definitely. They are, um, they're 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 a team on a roll, and they're a team that can hurt you, and um, they just kind of you know they've got those three you know those three guys Hoskins, Schwarber, and 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 Harper, and uh, I mean it, it seems like they were all made for the moment, you know the you know uh, uh, Schwarber only hit what two two something during the season, but hit 30, 35 home runs, and uh, he's you know he's really kind of found his stroke in the uh in the postseason and that's really helped them yeah it's uh it might not be you know you know how you hit it but when uh you, you hit and that's uh that's what kyle schwarber is showing right now uh all right wanted to shift focus and, and talk a little bit about uh the the guardians outfield uh we've talked about the catchers yesterday uh we talk about the guardians outfield today just the the prospects that they have going forward and what uh, what next year's group could look like. Uh, I think if, if you're talking about Cleveland's outfield, the, the, the starting place is in center field where uh, Miles Straw was was locked up, uh, you know, very early the first week of the season to an extension. Uh, he was hitting well at the time and then sort of uh, fell off uh, for the next couple of months offensively but during that time uh the the defense never rested the defense never quit uh he was by far the best defensive center fielder in all of baseball uh it's quantifiable uh in a lot of ways uh he's going to win a gold glove in center he's you know the anchor sort of out there defensively Uh, is that going to be enough to carry him through the season next year we're just going to have to hit better joe and uh uh, Terry Francona, you know, kind of said uh, he thought, you know, that that he would get his act together offensively at at you know as we reviewed the uh, 2022 season. But Joe, he had 221 
221, no home runs, 32 RBIs, 291 on base, 273 slug, 564 OPS. I mean, it's, you know, okay. You know, you can carry, you can carry a, a, a defensive oriented center fielder, but we saw this guy hit 281, you know, in 2021, when he came over, you know, at the midway point, he hit 281 the rest of the season. So there's there's more offense in there, Joe. I think uh, this is a guy that is is really going to have to. I think offensively, he's going to. I don't know if he changes his approach or what what went in there, but man, when he got into a slump, I mean, he was in a slump. I mean, there were he he had two or three months there where, you know, it was an automatic out. So as good as his defense is, they're going to need they're going to need a little contribution from him offensively. Yeah, I. I... It, it it will be a while into the season if he continues the way he did last year. It'll be a while, but it'll happen at some point where where Tito has to do something uh, if he continues not to hit. But like you said, uh, you know we saw him hit 280 in the the previous season. Uh, we've we saw line drives. We saw the ball come off his bat. You know hard. Uh, he 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 did hit into a lot of tough luck outs, but but not enough to to make it you know seem like an outlier or anything like that. I mean, he was in a, a real bad spot at points uh, and and needs to needs to figure things out for sure. Uh, because it's 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 not like they don't have guys who are are fighting for spots out there uh, behind him uh, who who can hit the ball. We saw Will Brennan come up. Uh, we know that George Valera and uh, Nolan Jones are are ready down in in Columbus. Uh, at some point, they they will be up. Uh, you know, George Valera, I think, is a guy who who could probably make his debut at some point during the 2023 season. Uh, and and they they sort of want to see those guys. So if you're not producing, there will be pressure from down below uh, to to get out there and, and hit the ball. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think uh, you know we asked. Uh, uh... Francona about the outfield you know did he feel it was set you know after the performances of uh you know G- Gonzalez Straw and uh you know and Quan uh in in left field and he said we're in a real he said, you know I got the impression that Tito felt they were in a really a strong spot you know they loved they love uh Straw's defense and they got plenty you know they got plenty of production from Quan in in left field and uh, Gonzalez looks like a power guy, kind of emerging power guy in in right field. Uh, so I think it's it's a pretty uh, secure spot, you know, as opposed to uh, you know at the start of last season, Joe. There were, I mean, there were like ex- except for a straw, there were like two question marks, right, in in left right. and right field. Yeah, it really was the uh, the 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 positions of biggest question heading into the season, uh, the outfield and the bullpen. And uh, the outfield answered those questions, uh, you know, pretty early in the season. They things got settled in there and, and just uh, became consistent. And the major reason for that was the the play of Stephen Kwan. Uh, nobody saw what he did, uh, you know, on the on the radar and and, and coming. Uh, and and Kwan, as as a rookie, uh, really, if you if you look past Jose Ramirez, the the next most valuable player on that club, I think, was uh, was Stephen Kwan. Uh, no doubt about it. 298, 
Uh, he scores uh, 89 runs, uh, 168 hits. He goes, he, he, he bats five, he gets 563 at bats as a rookie, Joe. I mean, I mean, I don't think a, maybe Kenny Lofton had close to that in his rookie year in 92, but that's a lot of plate appearances, seven triples, 25 doubles, six home runs, which was a surprise, 52 RBIs. The guy, uh, you know, three, he slashes what, um, 298, 373, 400. I mean, just, uh, you know, just he, he had a remarkable season. I think, yeah, outside of Jose Ramirez, he's the MVP of this team. And I think he's going to finish high in uh, high in the rookie of the year uh, voting. Yeah. The the one thing that he did, you know, better than pretty much any rookie uh, in baseball this year was get on base. He got on base consistently. Uh, if it wasn't with, you know, multiple hits in a game, which he did uh, more than any rookie this year. Uh, he was drawing walks. He he controlled the strike zone. He's he looks like the kind of hitter at the plate that is, is almost slump proof, uh, you know, because if he sticks to his principles and, and he does what he's he's good at, and that's com- commanding that strike zone, uh, he's he's always going to be able to get on base for you. So he's always going to provide value at the top of that lineup. Uh, the. The thing that I don't think anybody realized that he could do was go out there and play gold glove defense in left field. And, and he definitely did that. He's, uh, you know, he, I think Str- if Straw was the best defensive center fielder uh, by metrics uh, in, in baseball this year, Quan was the best defensive left fielder, uh, according to those same metrics. He, he uh, took away as many runs as as uh, as anybody out there in left field. Uh It'll be interesting to see how uh, the the Gold Glove awards uh, shake out and 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 who gets what where in the American League, but uh, Quan could finish this offseason as one of the most decorated rookies in uh, in franchise history. Yeah, you know, like you were saying, uh, you know, three seventy three on base. The guy walked sixty two times. He, he walked more than he struck out. Sixty two walks compared to sixty strikeouts. I mean, you can't ask much more from a leadoff hitter. When he took over the leadoff spot from from uh, from Straw, I mean, this team really kind of came together in that offense. You know, started doing what you know th- what they wanted them to do. You know, was generate runs. You know, consistent on consistent contact and good base running. He stole 19 bases out of 24 24 attempts. Joe, this guy. I mean, he just like you said, this was a. <laughs> this was a totally out of from from out of left field season from Quan. I mean, this guy. I mean, I mean, you look at him and you say, okay, well, come on, you got to, you know, he, he's not that big, you know, he's not a, like a physically imposing guy, and you're sitting there thinking, you know, what exactly uh, d- uh, did Cleveland see in this guy? Why is he here? And all of a sudden, all he did was show you why he was here every day in and day out. Yeah, Tito said during spring training when they were sort of thinking about keeping him on the roster and sort of leaning that way, he said they went around to the uh, the player development guys and they said, look, he's been hitting this way in spring training. Is this, you know, that spring training bump? Is this, you know, that mirage? Or is this, you know, what you see is what you're going to get? And everybody in the player development, uh, you know, department told Tito, told Chris Antonetti, 
yes, you know, this is he is this guy. This is what you're getting. If you keep him on the roster, he will perform this way. And, you know, give them all the credit for for sticking to their guns and and, and sticking with him because they, they found something. They found a, 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 you know, a guy that can pick up the torch in left field from uh, Michael Brantley. You know, they haven't had that consistency since Brantley was was there and, and performing, uh, you know, that, that kind of guy who get two line drive hits a game and, uh, you know, play good defense out there in left field. That's they've they've answered. They've solved that problem at that that spot. And, and that's, you know, what Quan's going to give them now. Yeah, just in, you know, the thing that impressed me is his durability. I mean, he plays 147 games, you know, 563 at bats. I mean, he was there. He posted up every day. Yeah, he ran through walls to do it. I mean, we saw yeah. him. We saw him bite the dust on on several occasions. I I swear, when I saw it live, when I saw him run into the stands live in in <laughs> Seattle, I, I thought the worst. I thought you know there were going to be parts of him that he left behind in in the great Northwest, but uh, it, it, he he gutted that out, man. The next day he was he was feeling all right. Uh, finally in right field, you've got, uh, Oscar Gonzalez. There were a couple of different guys that sort of rotated through that spot, uh, earlier on. Uh, they tried Nolan Jones there for a little while. And, and, uh, you know, when he made his debut and, uh, to, to varying degrees of success, uh, you know, they had Jones there, but it wasn't until, you know, late May or June when Gonzalez came up, uh, you know, basically took that spot and never let it go. And he played there every day. He played almost every single day that he was in the big leagues. He, he started in right field. Uh, that's kind of unheard of. Uh, he, he showed uh, an incredibly strong arm, which I don't think anybody uh, realized he could do. And, and the ability to, even when he looked beat in an at-bat, even when he looked uh, like the, the, the big league pitchers had had him fooled on pitches, he was strong enough and and his hands were good enough to stay back and hit line drives with uh you know with uh, two strikes in the count and and it translated to a, a really good offensive season for him and and the the promise of of more you know developing power sort of in that bat uh that 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 could come around next year yeah there you know the best is yet to come from uh from Oscar Gonzalez i believe he had 296 last year, Joe, in only 91. He only played 91 games, uh, 27 doubles, 11 home runs, 43 RBIs. I, uh, you know, OPS is 788. Um, you know, so he did strike out a lot, 75 strikeouts, 15 walks. But you know, I think uh, they were they were willing to live with that. <coughs> Excuse me, as long as he didn't. Uh, you know, overswing and try to hit everything out of the park, and and he bought into that. Yeah, it was uh, Tito's favorite thing to, to to say about him is, you know, they they brought him up and they sort of set him free and set him loose and said, look, you know, if we try to make Oscar Gonzalez a guy that you know walks thirty to forty times in a season or you know something like that, uh, then then he's not going to hit. He's not going to be who he is. He's going to have to change things. So if you let him learn how to hit big league pitching and, and give him that freedom to go out there and, you know, don't swing at everything, but, you know, swing at good pitches. Uh, and if the strikeouts happen, the strikeouts happen. We'll take that with, with what good he can do. We really saw him, 
you know, sort of turn into a, a guy who even late in games, you know, when he was behind in the count, could still help you and, and do things, uh, you know, positive at, at the plate. Uh, we saw him in Chicago hit uh, a, a double that, you know, brought the, the Guardians back in a game. And, uh, you know, obviously the, 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 the lasting impression of the season is going to be that two-run single that, that beat the Yankees in uh, game three of the wildcard series. Uh, I, it's just hard to, it's hard for me to fathom that this is the same guy who within his, you know, second or third game in the big leagues was uh, flipping a live ball into the stands uh, in, in right field. Uh, I, I, that was, you know, we tend to forget that, but you know, that happened. He, uh, he actually made that sort of a mistake play and that we all sort of shook our head at. Uh, but by the end, he was as good as he was defensively and, you know, as clutch as he was offensively, uh, sort of anchoring that right field spot for uh, for this club. Yeah, and his uh, postseason, I mean, there's not there's not another rookie that's going to have a postseason like that for a long time. What, three, two game-winning hits, one go-ahead, go-ahead hit in, uh, you know, in, in the ninth inning or later or whatever. I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, you know? yep. And uh, just, uh, you know, it showed that, you know, that he can handle the moment. And uh, there was a, a great video of him when he ca- got home to the uh, Dominican Republic, uh, wa- walking into the airport. And there was uh, all his fans were there and his family and people were singing and shouting. And he, it was like a hero's welcome. And uh, he earned it. Yeah, he did. Uh, and, you know, I, I, he's the guy who got an entire ballpark uh, full of fans to sing the SpongeBob SquarePants theme song, uh, you know, and I, I think uh, Yankees fans will will never hear that song again uh, without, you know, remembering the way he sort of uh, snatched their hearts in, in in that game three. But uh, yeah, he's a big kid. He's a he's a really nice, uh, just fun guy to be around, and uh, it'll be interesting. He's he's going to continue to develop uh, and. And just watching him him grow in, in right field, that's a that's a piece that could be there for for a while. I think Quan and Gonzalez both really showed that uh, they could be foundational pieces for the next for this group of of uh, Cleveland baseball players uh, and and for years to come. Yeah, great point. And uh, you know, we, you really for the first time in a long time, you feel you know you feel uh, confident that. They they have some players in the outfield now. It's not going to be a mix and match. They're not going to be platooning at all three positions. You know, as they had what even in 2016 when they went to the World Series, you know, they had six guys there. They, you know, they were always platooning. It seemed like they, they have some solid everyday players. They produced them. You know, if if a straw comes around and can just contribute a little more offensively, you know, you've got his glove out there. And that seems so important to, uh, you know, Francona and the front office, especially, you know, with the team, with their pitching. So it, it, the future looks bright, Joe. And I'm, I'm wondering, where, where do you think Brennan or, or, or Will Benson fit with these guys? Yeah, that, that's the tough part is uh, I wonder, you know, with their clocks already started now with these guys, uh, you know, they've, they've got to be on the, the roster at some point. You know, maybe they they do start looking to to package some of these prospects for trades because, 
you know, there's no room for these guys to get on the field right now. Will Benson, or I'm sorry, Will Brennan and really Will Benson have have proven everything they need to prove at AAA. I think Will Brennan answered every question uh, about his readiness to play in the the big leagues. If he's he's going up there and getting pinch hit singles in the postseason, uh, this is a guy who you can't start the the year off in in AAA next year. I think Will Brennan needs to be uh, on the the big league roster as a, a fourth. Uh, outfielder and a guy who can and can play almost every day if if you need him to. Um, uh, Benson, uh, a, a bit more of a question mark. We haven't really seen the pro- productivity out of him uh, in the batter's box, but we, we know that he can do things like go out there and rob home runs and you know play great defense and run the bases real well. So uh, there there might be a spot for him, but you know he's maybe one that that uh, it becomes a numbers game for him. Yeah, and he's a minor league free agent at the end of this year, Joe. I think that that's why they brought him up. Now, I no, I I don't know. I mean, he's on to forty man, right? So I guess that right. that doesn't that doesn't really matter anymore, right? Or right. I don't think he right. can become a free agent. So yeah, yeah. we'll have to. He's pre-arbed this year. Now he's he's on the forty man, so he's pre-arbed. Yeah, right? yeah. So he's so. Um, so they've got to yeah they yeah and I don't think you know they they didn't. He didn't really get much of a look, so we they still don't know too much about him. If this guy, what he's going to do at the plate, and uh, you know that's the big question with him. Right. All right, that's going to wrap up uh, today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, covered a lot of topics here today. Uh, we'll be back again with you tomorrow, looking at another position group for the Guardians, and uh, maybe a little bit more uh, World Series talk as we get closer to the Fall Classic. Hoinsie, we'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.